right. Uh, welcome back to the Monty Files podcast. Um, today, uh, I'm sharing a podcast I did with uh, Nadine Kelly. And um, she's just a spectacular person. Um, I met her through a workshop uh, that I signed up for. She was a coach and uh, just a, an all-around interesting person. So uh, I hope you enjoy uh, the podcast today, and uh, we'll get going with it. Yeah, so um, Nadine Kelly, here you are. Um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? I tried to make this as succinct as possible. Okay, so Nadine Pierre Kelly, I am a first generation um, American woman born to Haitian immigrants. I am a mother of two adult daughters, a wife of my college sweetheart. I am a retired physician, a yoga instructor for wise women. I am a black belt in Taekwondo. I did not know that. Uh, mm, um, my daughter and I, that's an interesting story. My daughter and I got our black belts together, my eldest, when she was 13. So it's been several years. Um, I am a health integration coach. I have been coaching in Akimbo workshops as well as Alt MBA for the past three to four years. And I am a podcaster. Oh, my show see, is so health raisers you're, you're a pro at this then and, <laughs> and i'm i'm uh, not quite there yet but that's awesome so actually the the alt mba is where we met and um i really really enjoyed that by the way and uh, i really appreciated your ability to um extract the best out of us if that oh, makes sense you. right um and that's actually an, an area that I wanted to talk about was this coaching, right? So coaching, the way I put it to, to the people that I try to lead, I don't like to say manage, I guess I manage them, um, is that coaching is, is not directing. They're two separate things. Mm. And, and coaching is much harder for me anyway. And, and, like the way I put it is basically coaching is, uh, you know, and, and it's nothing new, right? Like um, <laughs> what I'm thinking about for some reason is the, uh, I think it's from the Bible, right? You, you can catch a fish or you can teach a man to fish mm -hmm. one way or the other. I forget how mm -hmm. it actually goes, but mm -hmm. um, I think it's catch, it, catch a fish, you fed a man for a day and teach him to fish, you fed him for life, right? Um, and coaching versus directing is kind of the same thing to me. So where I struggle is having the patience in, in letting people learn, basically, right? I think that's basically what coaching is about. You, you try to lead people to the right place. Um, and you may not know what that place is, but you lead them there. And then it's up to them to take that final step, I guess, or all the steps along the way. But... If you have any advice on that, like what 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 do you think the most difficult thing about coaching is? What is the the easiest thing um, for new coaches? What what do you what what advice do you have? 
These are really, really great questions. Um, and a lot of great observation from you as well. Uh, coaching is not teaching. It's not guiding necessarily. And I mean guiding in the sense of, I believe this is the path you're supposed to be on. And so follow these directions. It's, it's, it's not assuming. So it's not based on assumptions either. It's to me, if the way I'm thinking about coaching recently is and after years of doing this is being more curious and suspending judgment. So I would say that that is challenging for me as well because in my background, there was a lot of judgment, um, right or wrong. Um, this is the way, this is the proper way. This is the improper way. And not so much about listening. So I discovered during my personal journey uh, in medicine and then in teaching yoga and in coaching that the listening is something that I thought was difficult for me, but it turned out to be one of the easier parts. And I don't mean listening in the sense of you know, I, I heard this or I'm, I'm waiting for you to give the right answer, but really listening and also being uncomfortable with the space and the silence, the tension, giving the person time to think about what you're saying, because generally we tend to want to go straight for it with the right answer right away. We're not comfortable with silence. And so it, it's it's been so rewarding to sit with that tension uh, and to be generous and to give the person space to really dig deeper. Those are my favorite moments, those moments of revelation, those moments of a light. There's been a light um, that su surprised the person being coached and sometimes the coach. It's giving people a place where they can be feel safe to be uncomfortable. It's another way I think about coaching um, and, and one of the skills that's, that can be very difficult as well to cultivate, but such a necessary ingredient because again, it's, it's, not being judgmental and not making assumptions on another person's behalf. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's just doesn't that do anyone. Sense. Yeah, it doesn't do anyone um, any justice to do so. That makes a lot of sense. Um, one thing I forget to tell people. So, so I manage managers, you know, and I, I try to lead leaders, turn them into leaders. And I think that one thing I don't do with them enough is sit in silence. 
and, and help them see that sitting in silence is a good thing for, for their people, right? So I'm helping others help others, which is kind of a weird thing, but you're used to it. You help others help others all the time, I think. You know, with your akim akimbo yeah. stuff and all that, at the very least, and and that's really cool. Um, so yeah, coaching is is an interesting new thing for me, kind of new. New is a focus. We'll put mm, it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in management for a long time, but management and leadership, I equate leadership with coaching in a sense. You know, like it, it it's a lot of coaching. It's a lot of helping people get to a certain place. Leading is a little different because you have a vision in mind and all of that, but coaching is a huge part of it in my, in my mind anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, and I'm new to that aspect of it. Um, so I think like for, for the new managers out there who really, I think would benefit from knowing this kind of information early. Like what, what's the one thing that you would tell them if you could only say one thing, maybe two or three, it's up to you. <laughs> well, again, make, I would say, be curious, not judgmental, hmm. be quiet so you can listen. And the other part of the listening in for you that might be uncomfortable is paying attention to the tension of, oh, I just asked a question. Oh, he's going to give an answer now. Okay. When the answer is done, what am I going to say next? Quieting that like you don't, because you're not really listening. If you're doing that, if you're ticking off the next question on, on the list, because sometimes someone may say something and it takes you in a different path, but a very necessary um, step um, off of the path where you thought you were going with the person you're coaching and it's so important to grab be able to grab onto those moments and to trust yourself enough to know that okay we're going into a little bit of uncharted territory and that's okay because i'm practicing listening so the practicing the listening if that's uncomfortable which it is for a lot of people and staying quiet is practicing out in a setting that is not doesn't feel risky. So what I mean is, uh, since I said I'm a yoga teacher, uh, practicing being bored. <laughs> because then you get used to the, the, the discomfort of the silence. Yeah. This morning, it was a little happy accident, but I had a dental appointment. And I forgot my phone. And I'm about halfway there. And I go, I could turn around, but I go, do I really need the phone? So I no. So I went to the dentist and I did wait for a few minutes before I got in there, but it was sitting still and I turned my attention to the window and I just looked at the trees. It was a little painful, you know, because there was part of me that's going, well, I could have been answering some emails here or coaching something or whatever, but sitting with that tension and that quiet and being uncomfortable was very valuable and i survived i survived without <laughs> yes, my did. phone yes you did <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm gonna have my uh, 13 year old listen to this because he believes he cannot survive <laughs> without some device I, I assure him he can um but i know exactly what you mean you know i i 
I didn't forget my phone, but we recently took a train trip from Austin to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And there are dead zones. There is, you know, you cannot get on a, a network. It's just a dead zone. So what else is there to do? You stare Wonder. out the window, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's the Danish, they have a term for this. It's called Nixon. Mm. And and not Nixon like, you know, I'm not a crook Nixon, but mm. Nixon like N-I-K-S-E-N. And it's basically just sitting sitting and letting your mind go where it goes. And that's it. It's it's almost meditation, but not quite. Meditation is more like empty your mind. And this is more like just let it go. Let it go where it wants. And don't worry about it. Don't judge it. Just do. You know, just sit and be. Mm-hmm. Let the mind do what it's going to, going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty cool. So that must have been a good feeling then. It was. Once you got yeah, used at, to it. Again, at first it was uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. Because the idea is I'm not making the most of my time. I could be doing something here. Mm-hmm. But there's so much of value in the doing nothing and letting your mind wander, um, solving problems that way. Yeah. You know, because you're giving yourself some space. And it is, again, a practice then. It's a practice of not having input so that when you're in a situation where you might be a little bit more stressed, where you're doing an interview, I've done plenty of podcast interviews, and you're thinking, I don't want to waste this person's time, or um, I have to come up with a brilliant question next. I'm I'm supposed to be I want to make this person shine and it's my duty to, and there's all this chatter and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, well, I'm doing all of this, focusing on myself, which is not what this is about. I'm not focusing on my guest and I'm not going to bring out the best in my guest and myself if I can't be quiet. That makes sense. So, somehow I wonder if you're coaching me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist that one at the very least. But, <laughs> and I have to ask, are you a Ted Lasso fan? Yes. Yeah, of course 100%. you are. <laughs> Me too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when you said that, uh, be curious, not judgmental. And mm-hmm. My favorite scene in that first season by mm-hmm. far is that, mm-hmm. uh, the dart scene. Um, so I really do enjoy that. And I, I, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, sure. I see behind you... Uh, a drum kit. Yes, you do. And and I know that you uh, are a drummer, mm-hmm. uh, but I only know this because of previous things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you weren't always a drummer. No. And you picked it up sort of late in life. I did. Yes. Um, what does that do for you? Because you don't play, right? Like you don't, well, you play, but you don't play for people. You're not in a right. band. You're not. Right. You, you just play for yourself. Right. Yeah. It is... Gosh, drumming has been such a journey for me. It's being childlike and playful because I've been such a serious person since the moment I can, like, five in kindergarten. Like, I have really? got to... 
Oh yeah, I've got to perform. I've got to be good. I've got to get good grades. I've got to be this and that. A lot of expectations um, for myself. You know, basically my background and and um, my parents being immigrants and all that. So and I'm firstborn. So there was all of this weight. Okay, um, some external, a lot internal. So playing the drums, I started when I was about. 42 early 40s so it was oh i'm doing this thing that has no purpose there's no goal i'm just doing this for myself because i'm acting upon um a desire something that doesn't necessarily make sense but i need to do this i want to do this Um, so there's the playfulness, the joy, the doing something purely for myself. And then within the journey itself has been a lot of letting go of the right answer because it's super easy to get into working behind the kit. That was never my problem. You know, when you hear, uh, students of any, um, instrument saying, I don't know what to practice or, or this or that, or I'm not making progress. And that was never, that was never my problem. I could sit behind the kit. You give me some rudiments to practice. I'm going to practice my rudiments. I'm going to, that, that was not it for me. The difficult part was what I never could. And I'm still having a little trouble with it is people who just get behind the kit and jam like, Oh, I just put a song on and I just play along to it. I'm like, what, what are you talking about this? work to do be the speed and the all you know and all this so it's been a journey of letting go of the right answer it's also been a journey of letting go of not just the technique in the right answer but the right answer of what a drummer looks like so a drummer looks like someone who plays in a band or someone who produces music or or what have you I met my most recent drum teacher who's become just talk about a great coach and teacher. He's amazing. And he and I have taken this journey together virtually. He is a Nashville based drummer. I'm in Michigan. We started our, uh, we've been doing our lessons purely virtually. And we just made this really trusting connected space where we could dismantle these myths about what music should be or is or what it's supposed to look like and and predetermined roles or or what have you so it's it's been a little bit more about well what could it be for me in my life because i love pat podcasting so much and because i love my family and uh and the people around me, my close friends and things, it could be about using my music to support my podcast, to make it, to, to give it a canvas, an auditory canvas that I could play in with other people. So then we started producing music for the podcast, original music. So I didn't have to go to royalty free this or looking for that. No, I could make my own sounds and right. I can make sounds with my daughter who's a guitarist. I could, my other daughter has, um, 
She's done a little vocal things, um, a few things. My sister and, and my brother-in-law and my niece, well, she, they. I still don't know the right term for niece who it does not a, is not by is non-binary. So, niece slash nephew. I don't yeah, know. Oh. I, I don't and know. And then either. my yeah, and then my nephew. Um, all have provided they sing so they provided these beautiful vocals for different things my tim my my drum teacher has created things with me and it's it's ideas that are not trapped then i can go i want to what does a song about curiosity sound like and then we can play with that and produce a song called curiosity i i lost a friend a few months ago and I didn't know what to do. Like, I just didn't know what to do with my feelings. She was not, she's a person I met virtually in a Kimball land too. And we got to be friends. And she does, did not live close to me. So I was like, well, I can't, what do I do with my grief? And so I started to work on a composition for that. And I called it, this is where I put my grief. Hmm. And so I was able to do that with music so this so this has been another way for me to express myself and to become more comfortable in my own skin to explore to play that's really fascinating it really is it's what i heard was this drive for creativity a, a drive to to just it's more than doing what you want it's mm -hmm. it's doing what you need mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yes um and that's fascinating to me um the the drums are fascinating to me as well i don't know why i, I used to play when i was very young um so i have a, a lighter question about it actually so mm. it looks like a a real kit not an electronic oh, kit. Oh, it is. Oh, no, it's a real <laughs> so kit. So what, why not an electronic kit? Just, just out of curiosity. Well, I mean, look It's a beautiful it. kit. It's yeah. pretty. Yeah. It, look, at, look at how gorgeous it is. It's a beautiful it's, kit. It's a Pearl Masters kit. <laughs> See, it's, right. There's texture to it. There's, yep. it was, I picked a kit that was um, made out of, the wood is, um, I believe it's mahogany or cherry. I'm not sure, but I wanted it to have deeper tones. Mm. I wanted it to be aesthetically pleasing. I have chosen my symbols just based on how does this feel to me? What do I like? I have uh, mostly mm. uh, the pronunciation and the, I've half heard drummer say this two ways, pasty, peisty. Oh, so yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, and then a combination of zildjian and just kind of like, making it my own but i wanted it to be i'm a very hands-on person um, because yeah drumming right? right so i wanted it to feel i wanted it to be to feel things too in my body i wanted it to be present in my body that when makes I, sense. and not just head being into you know i have to be smart and i have to be thinking blah 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 all the time it's like i can also just do something that feels grounded and drumming does that for me as well that's awesome yeah there's something about the analog that's just different right mm -hmm. that, that you cannot mm -hmm. replicate electronically you just can't yeah it. you're, you're so not gonna that. do you're not gonna be able to focus on 
if you even just look at the snare itself, mm -hmm. right? So Tim, my drum teacher, is the one who really introduced me to rim shots. So you listen to rock songs and that backbeat on the two, it's a strong rim shot. It's not just the middle of the drum. Mm -hmm. So there's being able to play with how does that feel in my hand when I'm nailing the rim shot or do I want to not do that? Do I, I want to do ghost notes? That's a different feel. So there's all kinds of tactile using your feet, you know, in different ways, being able to move your fingers versus red, uh, moving your hand and using the motion at your wrist. So much, all kinds of different, so things. much in your body. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that ties all the way back to, for me anyway, I don't know why, but it does. Um, this need to create the need to create and, and, coaching to me they go together and mm. i don't know why but to me it's like it's a human need to create and that's my assertion i guess that all humans on some level want to create something mm. whatever that is mm -hmm. and to me coaching helps them do that maybe not coaching everything maybe coaching baseball isn't going to do that but maybe it will in some way, maybe you're coaching a pitcher and there's just something that they're going to do to create a new type of curveball. I don't know what I'm talking about, by the way, but you, you see where I'm going with this, I right? I do like, see where you're going with this. And it's probably why one of my favorite workshops in Akimbo to Coach has been the Creatives Workshop, mm, because okay. I do feel like I am coaching potential and supporting creativity and purpose um i love that coaching potential mm -hmm. i really like that one a lot i might steal it mm. <laughs> with permission <laughs> of it. course right? <laughs> go for it <laughs> no that's awesome all right um drum kit so I, there is a question that i wanted to ask sorry i'm, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place but it's okay. So you used to be a medical doctor, mm -hmm. a physician, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Do you miss it? No. And that was oh, so many things. It was clarity. Mm -hmm. It was affirmation, sad, um, lonely. Um, there was the feeling of, of, sunk costs all of that when i made that realization but it was also just all right i knew it was all right like all right and mm -hmm. verse and also all right that it was that was what happened because it was my journey i do not regret it i needed to go through that i did to become this person sitting here oh my goodness i had to go through all of that training and to get to that place, to know that life is not linear. Mm. And just because you think, I want to help people, I'm a hard worker, I have a strong work ethic, I believe in follow through, I persist, therefore I'm going to get to this goal because I'm strong and I can do it and all of that 
does not necessarily equate with I have realized my purpose and my potential. Becoming a physician started with I want to help people. I did not know or feel like there was any other path to do that. And so once I got to that path, which was all about delayed gratification hmm. um, and, <laughs> and being okay with pain, it's yeah. like, oh, no, 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 we're, su we're supposed to be miserable. We're, this is supposed to be hard. That's, that's why everyone is not doing it. You know, like we're, we can do this. We can handle this. And it's just thinking, oh, okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And I got to practice and it's like, oh, it's not getting better. What? happening um i had to learn a hard lesson about my integrity and how important that is for me and how i can't it's not something i'm personally okay with um dismissing hmm. or shoving aside because oh i'm making money you know it's the thing people were it's just so superficial to say that to someone like you gave up the money it's like well First of all, it was my journey, not yours. You didn't right. do it, okay? And in the end, why is it not okay for me not to like it? That's, that was the other thing. Like, I didn't like being a doctor. There's a difference between that and you can still feel, there's a yes and, right? You can still feel, I'm proud of it. Of I did it. I'm courageous, I'm persistent, and I made it, whatever that means. And then still go, oh, I hate what I'm doing every day. Oh, my God. And I didn't want to pursue another residency. People were saying that, too. Like, well, it just, it, could you be a pediatrician? Go through another residency? Are you serious? Another four to five years? No, thanks. And then one day after I had retired and I woke up, without the feeling of, oh, no, not again, I was able to hear, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And then I got a call from an ex-colleague who was looking for someone to practice with my specialty because I did specialty training. And I was like, oh, my God. No, I'll n I, I don't want to, no. That's really fascinating, actually. I, you did accomplish, right? You, you had a goal, you set out, you did it, you, you attained the goal that you wanted to attain. And, and you're right when you said it's your journey. And, oh my God, you gave up the money. Yeah, but it's yours to give up. It's mine to give up. And right. also like, oh, you, you spent all that time doing that? And you're just like, yeah, but it was my time, not yours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I chose to spend my time. And I needed to spend all of that time to learn who I am yep. and what I want. And also to learn, coming back to the beginning of your question, that medicine was not the only possible container to 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 accomplish my goal of helping people so then it was becoming a pioneer 
like then how do I, Nadine Kelly, need to help people in this world? What lights me up? And the path started with yoga and health coaching and akimbo coaching. And that's where I feel my light and my passion. And also flipping the switch from I'm, because I did help a lot of people in medicine, but it was always about not being sick or something like that, right? right? It was focused on sickness. And there was a little part of me during that time that said, it's got to be about health. Where's the prevention? This We're looking at such a narrow picture right. of what it means to be a healthy person. And so that's where I've been able to explore and thrive and play. That's awesome. That's really amazing. It really is. Um, for for me personally, uh, I'm just glad to have known you, like to have met you. I guess to have known since two past tense. <laughs> I'm I'm glad to have met you, and um, you know through the Akimbo workshop. But you know now we're keeping in touch after, which is great from from my perspective. Oh, absolutely! Um, I'm I love so it. pleased to be so here. Yes, and to uh, know you as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think this is probably a, a good natural, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll call it. And um, I just thank you so much for your time and, and your willingness to be here and share uh, a bit of your story. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anytime. It's a pleasure. I love talking about talking to you, spending this time with you. Thank you. And uh, talking about something that I love so much. Awesome. All right. Thank you for joining today on the Monty Files podcast. Hope to uh, see you here next time. Have a great, wonderful day.